Welcome to the Throws Genius Highland Games podcast, recording live from Wycliffe, Ohio, just east of Cleveland, the mistake on the lake. This is your host, Janine Tazarzik. On today's episode, uh, you're going to get a really extensive, probably more than you wanted, extensive breakdown of my last competition, which was the, the Panoramic 2 Games Brotherhood uh, Games in Bradford, Pennsylvania uh, last weekend. Um, it was a uh, one of my better games across the board. Heavyweight, again, was pretty much garbage, um, like it's been a lot of the time. Um, but otherwise, like I said, really great games, an absolute blast. And yeah, let's get into it. All right, so first things first, I wanted to talk about the games that I threw at this past weekend. I was in Bradford, PA at the Brotherhood Pandemic 2.0 Highland Games, I think is what it's called. I probably have the name. No, it's the Brotherhood Pandemic Games 2. There you go. And uh, we had a full games. It was Steve, um, Steve, oh, why am I blanking on his name? Holy smokes. Steve Cornelius was the athletic director. He did a fantastic job. This was the second year of his, the games there, him hosting it. And he had a couple vendors. There, were, there was food. The wood-fired pizza was there again. And again, it did not disappoint. It was absolutely delicious. It was like $10 for, you know, fresh wood-fired pizza right out there on the field. Oh, chef's kiss. Delicious. Um, and uh, one of the highlights for me, one of the things I thought was so cool was that we had enough women registered. I believe open women was the biggest class. There were so many women registered that we actually split into an A and a B section. And that was something that um, Steve, I don't think, had been anticipating. And so he had enough awards for all the classes as it was. And then when they split, the, when he split the, the women into an A and a B, he wasn't going to have an, a, an award. And so when I was down in Tennessee the last weekend, weekend before, um, I was aware of this. I picked up this uh, handmade axe uh, and donated that as a gift to give to the winner of the B class. Um, cause like it really stinks to not, you know, to not be getting an award. So I did that. And then, um, Kirsty Corder and Jason Corder, they're the athletic directors for the Covenanter Highland games coming up in, um, in September. And they had a couple extra awards that they had gotten made, um, that didn't have the, uh, label on them or anything yet. Um, so they donated those as prizes as well. And so, you know, top three finishers in the women's B all got awards, which I thought was, that was really, really cool. And I am really hoping that in the future, we're going to see more games in our area where the open women have so many, um, so many people signed up for it. Um, and, and yeah, so, so that's like overall. And it was just like, gosh, I just love throwing with that group, the, the group of throwers that were there. Seriously, some of the most fun that I have at any games is, is with this group, uh, group, I say the group of women, cause you know, I'm hanging out with the women all day long, primarily that I'm throwing with. Um, but overall the whole group really, really, you know, solid peeps, most of them solid peeps. Yeah. I just said that out loud on my podcast. <laughs> it's all right. And, and I'm also live streaming. So I'm live streaming on TikTok right now and also live streaming on YouTube. And so, uh, shameless plug right now. If you've not yet subscribed to, uh, my YouTube channel, 
It's Janine Throws. I'm Janine Throws on everything. Everywhere you can find me on the socials, medias, and on the internet, um, Janine Throws. Uh, also, if you do not follow me yet on TikTok, um, go follow me there. Although the reality is that if you are listening to this, you probably found me on TikTok. Um, so, yeah. Uh, so, anyway, let me let me circle back. So, the games. Let's go back to... I wanted to do a really, like, a full breakdown of the the games and how it went for, for myself for the throwing. So, um, I am a big nerd and I keep a spreadsheet. So, I'm looking... I keep... Not just a spreadsheet. No, no, friends. I keep a Google sheet. And I have all of the 43 games. I think 43... 43 or 44 games that I've competed in since I started competing in the Highland Games in May of 2017. I have all of my marks from all those games recorded and all of my finishes. Um, so that's fun. And I have it color, <laughs> color-coded too. So I can, at a quick glance, see uh, note trends, mostly upward trends. Uh, know any trends within events, um, within a single event or overall, you know, point total trends. So <clears throat> that being said, let's break it down. So, uh, we went a little bit out of order. Um, uh, let's a little bit out of order. Let me think about how we went through the order. So we did, we started with Kaber, um, the Kaber, oh gosh, what were the metrics on the Kaber? It, I am not sure what the metrics were on the caber off the top of my head, but it, for, for me, it was a relatively, uh, easy caber. Um, gosh, comp- especially compared to the one that we, uh, had to, uh, try to turn at the Smoky Mountain Games in tennis in Maryville, Tennessee, the weekend before. Um, gosh, it was, yeah, it was a challenge. I'm trying to pull up the results on Nazga right now. So this is some really riveting podcasting that you guys are listening to right now is me pulling up information. Okay. They didn't enter, enter, they didn't enter the stats on the caber, um, into Nazga, but it was like, it was relatively, like I said, relatively easy. However, I didn't pull a 12 on all of mine, uh, on all of my attempts, uh, because again, ADHD had a little bit of a kink in it. Um, and this was, it was actually pretty cool. Like, um, Haley, uh, Gow and I, we tied on our first, we, our first, our top two attempts were tied. I think we both had a 12 o'clock and then like a 12, 10. And then I had like a 12, 30 or something. And she had like a 12, 20. So this is where a point for all of you more developmental throwers who, or even your more developmental throwers who have not developed this, um, this like, I don't know, this approach or this attitude, save all of your throws because you never know. Like, yeah, it's incredibly rare that an event is going to come down, is going to, you're going to tie your best throw and that your second best throw is going to be a tie. And then your third, it's going to come to the third best throw. But you know what? It is way more worthwhile in my, from my point of view to save all three throws, even if your third one is an absolute garbage throw in your mind, because you never know if it's going to come down to somebody else having a foul and you having a garbage mark being the uh, tiebreaker in an event. So anyway, so that's my, that's my POV on the, uh, on the throwing, uh, throwing events and, and saving all your throws. And I would say if there are any shot put discus throwers, you know, convention track and field, kind of like conventional throwers, um, any other throwers out there in track and field, save all your throws again, you know, you never know. 
Um, so that was Caber. And then we went to the stones. We went to Braemar, uh, and then open because that's what you do. You do the heavy stone first and then you do the light. Um, and I had my seasonal best on the stone throw. It was like a 14 pound stone. It was, it was pretty substantial. I went 31, two and a half, which is my best on the year. My best last weekend, I threw 30 feet 10. So it wasn't a huge jump, but it was a better throw for me. And then we went on to open stone. And I'm looking at it right now. This was close. It was a very good throw for me. Um, I went 36, seven and a half. Uh, a couple weeks ago at the Hilltop Games, I went 37 feet even. So I was a couple inches off of that. But again, like I think, I think the story for me so far this season has been mm, mostly consistent. That and overall, that's like my mo in the Highland Games in general is like I want to be consistent. Um, yeah, I love having breakthrough performances. Um, and also I want to be consistent. Okay. Moving on. Then we went to, I believe we went to the weights next. Um, and heavyweight, heavyweight felt off again. I, I don't know. I, I, I've worked on weights in practice yesterday, so hopefully the weights will come together. Although I mostly focused on like the, the 14 pound weight, but, uh, the lightweight, but we'll see. Maybe, maybe that'll help my heavyweight too. Uh, and I do, I do have a couple more practices before my next game. So I, I'm going to telling myself right now, I need to get out there and throw some more heavyweight. God, I, I really dislike the 28, the 21 I can handle. Like I literally, I can really handle the 21. So like I'm low key, pretty stoked to be throwing in the master's class, the master's division coming up in, uh, just a couple months, um, and throwing it at worlds. Cause I can, like, I can handle it. Like, I feel like I can. I can make it do what I want it to do. The 28, man, it is just, it is a battle through the whole event. Anyway, I went 33, 10 and a half, 33 feet, 10 and a half inches, which is better than like the, what I felt like was a garbage throw for me back at the Hilltop games. I threw 32 feet six, but then last week I threw 37, 11. So it was like four feet off of that. So like, and now let me also say for any of you out there listening who are open women throwing in the Highland games and you are thinking that a 30, I should be happy for a 33. Believe me, I am, I understand where a 33, almost a 34 foot throw. I understand that that is a very solid throw. Um, but when you have thrown like I did last year in October, in October, I hit 41 feet, 10, you know, like 33 feels, feels like garbage relatively. And then also just that freaking event. I just get so frustrated again because like, I can't, I can't make it do what I want it to do most of the time. So that's the heavyweight, the 28 pound heavyweight. Then we went on to the lightweight for distance. This was, this was exciting. This was a fun thing. Now, they only put in my, the, my throw in the, my best of the first three throws in the database. So 72, six and a half went in there, which is not a personal record, but I went 75, seven on extras. Um, for those of you who don't know the individual who wins an event, um, typically has an opportunity to take up to three additional, what they call bonus throws or extras. Um, and this is to try to go for a personal record, you know, field record, um, you know, whatever, you know, state record, world record, whatever. And so, and I did hit a personal record and I'm, I'm very, very excited about that because my last three games, I went 73 and a half an inch. Then I went 74 feet last week and then going 75, seven 
this week, uh, that was, that was like, that was super exciting to see how lightweight is coming together. And that is an event that I have put a little bit of, you know, a decent amount of time in, um, during practices this year. So that's pretty cool. Um, and then we went over to hammers. One of the things I really like about this field, the way that we've got it set up was there's a big backstop. So I feel safe throwing hammer there, which is a very nice thing. Cause I've seen, like I've had a hammer slip out of my hands and almost hit fans and I've seen a hammer break and it go flying in. One- yeah. So like, I really appreciate it when, um, when we're able to throw on a field that has a cage or some kind of, you know, fence, some kind of protection for the crowd. Um, so I went, uh, 71, eight and a half on a heavy hammer, um, which was very, very strong. I went 73 feet last year or last week. And my PR is like 74, seven, I think. So within a couple of feet of that. So very stoked about that. And then light hammer also very excited about that. I went, um, 90 feet, six and a half. And I'm, I think I, I went over 90 feet one time last year. Oh, at the Covenant or Highland Games, also in Pennsylvania. And the year before that is when I set my PR. I threw 92 feet four. So within two feet of my personal record, again, like very excited about that. And particularly what I'm excited about is I was using my, I use a, I have a blade on one of my boots and I was wearing my, the hammer blade. I was using that to hit that 90 foot throw. Um, I really believe that with enough time and effort and practice, I am going to figure out how to make the hammer go farther with the blades than it goes without them. So I'm keeping the faith or with blade singular, I wear a blade just on my left boot. So, so we'll see. Um, and then we moseyed on to weight over bar. Um, and I won the comp at 15 feet and then I was allowed to take extras, but there's this funky thing where like, once you win, um, then you get to pick like a single height to take your extra attempts at. Like some places, some places are a little more lax and they'll let you keep moving the bar up. So you can like, you know, once we cleared it at 15, I probably, honestly, if I had, if I had the option, I probably would have gone up to 16 and then gone up to 16, six. And then, then after clearing it, gone up to 17 or whatever. Um, but that was not the case here. I had to pick one height and it's, it's interesting. Like there was a games that I did in Michigan, in 2018 where I won the competition at like 14 feet, I think. Um, yeah, 14 feet. And then, and then I had to pick what height to go for. And it's like, okay, do I like pick a mark? So it's not going to like in the database, it's not going to look like I sucked that games. Or do I pick a height? Like, do I legit go for a PR? Do I take polls and try to hit my PR and take a shot at that? So um, at this past games, I, there, there is a bit of strategy, um, uh, to like trying to hit marks in the net to get them entered into the NASGA database that are going to move you up the ranking. And I've cleared 16 feet so far this year. Um, so like anything above that was going to add points to my total to move me up in the ranking. So, um, my PR is 17 And I just didn't necessarily feel like I really had it in me to necessarily go above 17. So I asked for to have the bar at 16, six, 
Um, and I cleared it on my first attempt and that I posted that video on TikTok, And, uh, like I say, like I clear it, I probably peeked in front of the bar just a little bit. And so the weight kind of like tipped over the bar and kind of hit it on its way down. And so like a bunch of trolls are saying like, oh, like you said it was easy. Cause after I did it, I was like, oh, that was easy. I say that was easy, but like you barely cleared it. But like, yeah, but like I cleared it, right? I cleared it. And that is, that is what matters. Um, so that bumped up my score in the NASGA database. That's like 25 points, I think. Um, and then, then, uh, they honestly, they let me take a few extra polls. Uh, I maxed out the standards. I put it, I think it went to 17.3. Um, and I took some polls there, but I didn't clear it. And then we went over a sheaf. Um, and I came in kind of early cause it was really, it was like crazy windy that day and I didn't want to no know height. So I came in, I'm not totally sure, maybe at 20. Um, and then ended up, we, and then once we hit 20 feet, we went, once we, I think when we hit 20 feet, we started going by twos. Um, so I cleared all those heights. We got up to 26 and, uh, Katie Vaudrain, uh, who's from, uh, in the Northeast, uh, she's a teacher. She's a very, very strong, um, another strong women's open thrower. She and I both cleared 26. It was just us and, um, and I think, and so then we opted to go to 28 cause that would put her, uh, would have gotten her PR and that is what happened. She cleared 28 and she got herself a PR. Um, and then we moved the bar up one more foot up to 29. And I, that's the video that, um, I've posted that video on TikTok as well. I cleared that 29. Um, so that was, that was a nice big jump for me point wise. Um, because the highest I'd cleared to that point was 26. I cleared that at the Hilltop games. Um, so yeah, and it felt it felt like it was really I was really grooving there. Um, some things that I am really starting to that I've been starting to put together technically in some of the events um, for the lightweight for distance. One of the things that I feel like I'm starting to do really well is keep the implement relatively low right up until the finish. Like I have a real tendency on both of my weights for distance to get the implement up high on my first turn. And then the, so the high point is two is higher than I want it to be in my first turn. And then it's lower than I want it to be on my second turn, which makes for a really low finish, really ugly finish. Um, and what I've been really working on, especially for the lightweight for distance is keeping it low and really pushing it out to my right side, my right handed thrower, really pushing it out to the right. And then on that finish, really cranking up through the end of it, really like getting up tall. And it is, it's honestly the way it's been flying lately. It is finally starting to feel like, uh, like the discus feels like uh, a discus finish. Um, I, and, and actually on that throw, that's my PR, like I don't quite reverse, but I have to step through with my right leg, um, step up with it a bit. And that's what that, I think that's indicative of the amount of power that I had on it. Um, another thing on the, on the sheaf, something I've really been working on is, uh, I have a tendency to, I do a really hard, um, drive down at the start, like drive down outside my right foot and then push up through the end. And what I've been really working on is, um, shifting that ratio a little bit, like not quite as hard on the drive down. So that I have a little more on the push up. Um, and yeah, and the, the bag's really been flying, um, in practices. So I'm excited to keep working on that, um, in practice and see it, see what uh, happens in the games this year. And like, I'll be honest, like, I was not sure with Sheaf, like I cleared 30 feet last year and I thought that was like reaching for the skies. And I, I really wasn't sure, you know, given my age being almost 40, 
and you know, the lack of like lifting, just, just where I'm at with training and everything. I really wasn't sure that I was going to see much above 30, but, um, this year or, or ever really, but I'm starting to get, yeah, I'm pretty pumped this season. This season has been, has been pretty good. I'm, I'm pretty excited for what the, like what the future holds, um, what the next couple of years are going to hold. God, couple of years. Whew. Yeah. The next couple of years. Um, Especially like I, I really didn't think that I was going to be as excited to drop down to the 21 when I hit masters as I really am. But like, I can really see how being able to throw a lighter implement can really contribute to an athlete's, a master's athlete's longevity in the sport. So like, I'm, I I really thought for a while that I was like only going to throw, only going to compete open after I turned 40 um, other than like Masters Worlds, but I really think I'm probably gonna throw. Like, I apologize to all you Masters throwers out there who are probably not stoked about me moving up to your age division. Um, but yeah, that 21 is hard to turn down. It is. It is pretty sweet compared to the 28. So, whoo, that was quite a. Let me see where we're at on the recording. That's like 20 minutes of a breakdown. So there you go. So that's the games. And yeah. And now a word from our sponsors or something. We don't have any sponsors. But now here's a word. You've been listening to the Throws Genius Highland Games podcast with me, your host, Janine Tazarzik. Thank you for so much for listening. Uh, if you haven't yet, please go ahead and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you could rate the podcast, I'd really appreciate it. Five-star rating would be awesome. It really helps for visibility of the podcast. Um, Share it with other people who you think might be interested. And I want to give a shout-out to a couple brand partners. Um, Still I Rise Athletics. Uh, If you use uh, discount code JanineThrows15, you can save 15% at checkout. And uh, Girl uh, Athletics, the Girl Athletic Wear, um, you can use uh, code Janine Throws at checkout for if you're a new, you know, new, you get a discount for your first purchase. And I am bumbling through this. Um, that's all right, though. And uh, I also want to let you know, I do have a website launched, JanineThrows.com. Um, if you want to go check that out, I've got a, a page there that has um, a bunch of online media, times that I've been featured in news articles or just videos that I've uploaded to the Internet. Um, there's a photo gallery that I'm working on adding pictures to, um, and my schedule is on the homepage. Um, and then there's also a tab for support. I do have a fundraiser going right now on makeachamp.com. Um, I am going to be traveling to Alaska next month and Masters Worlds in November to Austin. So, um, you know, if you feel like supporting supporting me, uh, I'd be so grateful for any support there. There is a pretty cool t-shirt um, that is uh, incentive for a lot of the giving levels. Um, I also set up a Patreon um, to support, you know, what I'm doing here. And there are some rewards there, some like stickers and some, uh, some other kind of swag. So um, if you're interested in showing your support for me in this podcast and the stuff that I'm putting out on social media, I'd be really grateful um, for anything y'all would do. Thank you so much. And uh, I was going to say something like, like Slancha or something like that. I'll figure this out by next time. Y'all take care.